if it's possible for someone to achieve something, why can't that person be you? Because unless you give things a try, you're never going to know if something is achievable or not. Welcome to Career Relaunch, the podcast dedicated to helping you reinvent your career. My name is Joseph Liu, and I'm here to help you gain the clarity, confidence, and courage to overcome the challenges of making changes to your career so you can do more meaningful work and truly enjoy your professional life. In each episode, I feature people who have decided to step off the beaten path to reinvent their careers and do work that matters. We talk through their unique personal stories, the challenges they overcame, and the lessons they learned to help you understand what it takes to relaunch your own career. Today, my guest is going to share her journey as a marketer through full-time employment, self-employment, and contract work, and what's emerged from her forays into modeling, writing, and acting during the pandemic. Afterwards, I'll talk about what ultimately came of my own side explorations throughout my career. Today, I'm speaking with Mai Lai, who's a passionate, energetic, and creative individual who loves networking and helping others to inspire and grow. With over two decades of marketing experience in the beauty, construction, banking, and hospitality industries, and a love for writing as she works on her debut novel, Mai has made the most of the lockdown period, during which she's done work as an actor, voiceover artist, model, and editor during the pandemic. She is now doing what she can to inspire other people with creative interests to pursue their dreams. Now, I was really excited to have Mai on the show, first of all, because she and I go way back, and it gave me a chance to catch up with her on what she's been up to since we last connected many years ago. And she also shares a well-rounded perspective on what it's like to go from full-time employment to self-employment to then go back into more full-time employment. She's also going to explain what can happen when you give yourself room to explore some side interests without layering on expectations of what will come of those explorations. You can get all the show notes from today's episode at careerrelaunch.net slash 75. My spoke with me from London. Okay, my welcome to Career Relaunch. It is really nice to reconnect with you and great to have you on the show. Thanks very much, Joseph. It's lovely to be invited on your podcast, and it's great to be able to catch up with you. Yeah, so we're kind of do both at the same time, because this is actually the first time that you and I have spoken in about five years, I think, Mai. So we've got a lot to catch up on, but I just want to start by talking about what you're up to right now. What have you been doing the past few months? What's been keeping you busy? So back in September of last year, right at the beginning of obviously the first UK lockdown, I ventured into some side hustles. So experimenting with acting, voiceover work, modelling. And that's been quite interesting because it's now taken me to my current situation. And I'm really sort of pursuing those particular creative outlets And you're also working full-time, right? So can you just remind me what you're up to right now with your full-time work? Because all this, the voiceover work and the acting, the modeling, you're doing that on the side, right? So I work a full-time job in marketing and I've been working in marketing for over 21 years now. I love what I do from a day-to-day perspective and I always have loved marketing, but I've also been a very creative person as well all throughout my life. So with these 
side hustle experiments or side hustle, shall I say, they are all fitted in and slotted around my day job. So that can be quite challenging because my marketing day job is very, very busy, very, very hectic. And so I'm juggling both the, you know, a really kind of demanding day job as well as then evenings and weekends and early mornings fitting in around all of the other aspects that I've fallen in love with as well. So we should probably go back in time a little bit, Mai, because I know you're working in marketing right now, but you had a few detours along the way from what I can recall, because I think the first time you and I crossed paths, this was probably in 2002. 12 or 13, when we served as judges in London for a marketing awards event, when you were working marketing sushi for Yo Sushi and I was marketing ice cream for Hagen dazs can you tell me a little bit about your earlier career in marketing? And then after that, we can talk about when you stepped away from it and then returned to it and then how you fit in all these side gigs. So it's really early on, taking us back to my kind of university days, I actually did a marketing and advertising degree really really loved it and then fell into working in my first marketing jobs and I've worked in a lot of different marketing sectors and industries so from uh, the hairdressing industry to the construction industry to the banking industry to the hospitality industry which has obviously been you know a massive love of mine for probably over eight years now so for me it was quite important to think about different industries and also experience those industries because I think sometimes you don't necessarily know what type of industry or what type of company you might want to work for and so I've been working in hospitality for probably over eight years now in terms of obviously my marketing day job and then an opportunity came up for me to work in terms of my marketing consultancy side of things which has always been something that I've wanted to do but never necessarily has an opportunity. So when the opportunity came up, you know, I really wanted to be able to give that a go. And I loved it. You know, I had a couple of clients straight off the book, really enjoyed working with those clients. Were you doing that alongside your full-time job or did you completely step away to do your own independent consultancy? So I had stepped away from my full-time job and then became self-employed and worked as a marketing consultant. And I really enjoyed that. I think it's a very different ball game when you're obviously, you know, you come from working for a long time in permanent salaried jobs and then switch over to being self-employed, running your own business, running your own consultancy. And I can definitely see different pros and cons for being on both sides of the coin. And I really, really did love going out, networking, getting my own clients and working with my clients as well. One of the reasons why I then decided to come back into more of a a contract role, first of all, initially, and then back into a permanent salaried member of staff is because actually of my creative paths and roots. So I was also wanting to uh, work on my debut novel. And I think what I quickly realised when I was obviously working on my market consultancy is that working on your own business obviously means that you're working on it pretty much 24-7. 
that's really what led me to start thinking about, well, in order to be able to carve out some time and think about doing something a bit more creative and working on my novel again, how could I do that? What I wanted to do is go back into a contractor role, first of all, and then have the stability of getting back into a permanent job. Now, I'm just going to go back a little bit here because there's a couple transitions there out there I think are quite interesting. So you went from working full-time to being self-employed. What surprised you about working on your own? What were your plans? And then how did things actually pan out? One of the biggest challenges about being self-employed, especially quite early on and also quite new to it, I realised quite quickly that I missed the whole kind of having my own team and departments and being able to bounce off ideas with other people as well. And so that was quite a big shift and change that, you know, you're obviously very reliant on yourself and either networking or doing your own pitches to be able to get new work. And also a lot of the time you would be working potentially by yourself unless obviously you were collaborating with other entrepreneurs. That was quite a big shift, having worked obviously in a company with departments and your own teams where there was more than just one of you, whereas obviously then transitioning into becoming a marketing consultant, it was a bit more challenging to be able to then have other people to kind of like bounce off ideas from. I can definitely relate to that, Maya. I think that when you're working on your own, it can feel very isolating and very solitary at times. And this is, this is way before even COVID. It's when everybody else seems to be in the office and you're kind of on your own doing your own thing. It can be very, it can be kind of lonely at times. At the same time, it does offer you some freedoms and the flexibility and the autonomy to do whatever you want, whenever you want, work with whichever clients you feel would be best for you. What was it like to then go from that world of working independently back into a more traditional contract or full-time job in marketing. That, that's always been something that I felt could have ended up being the path for me. It did, that's not what I ended up doing, but I've always been curious about what it's like to go from being self-employed back into the full-time world. Timing is everything, Joseph. So I think sometimes things obviously happen for a specific reason within your career and your lifespan. And I think for me personally, it was probably the right time to come back into not quite a permanent job, but into a contractor role. And again, I'm the type of person that really enjoys variety in my life. So I think the contractor world suited me because it was still quite similar to running your own marketing consultancy, because obviously you're, you know, as a consultant, you are working with different clients. So for me, actually, it was quite a nice transition because it almost seemed like the next natural step was to then go into a contractor role, which again meant that I could work for different companies and view it almost like a marketing consultancy lens before I then again transitioned back into a permanent job for a company. So you go back into a contractor role. Speaking of variety, let's dive into this topic because when you and I reconnected, I guess it was earlier this year, you mentioned that you accidentally got into two creative side hustles, modeling and acting. How in the world did that come up for you? 
The first that came to me was really the modelling side of things. During the first lockdown, as most people were, they were probably, you know, slightly stir-crazy sort of being in lockdown. I ended up spotting a Facebook post in my local community. So obviously, you know, at the, during the first global pandemic and the first lockdown, I joined a couple of like the local groups just to keep an eye on the fact that, you know, which supermarket didn't have any toilet roll or didn't have any pasta or didn't have any eggs in. And a lady put up a post and she ended up being the marketing manager for the Cutty Sark Museum based in Greenwich. And it's, you know, obviously a famous museum, popular tourist attraction. And they were wanting to invite local people to come along and be part of their reopening marketing campaign or advertising campaign. I applied for it. I invited one of my friends to apply for it. And it was just something to do. You know, it was just something that I thought, well, actually, it'll be quite nice to do if I get selected because it means that I won't have to be wearing jogging bottoms or uh, track <laughs> pajamas all the time. Pajamas, <laughs> you know, for one day, you know, right. for one for a couple of hours, it might actually be a really exciting thing to do. So really, I just applied for that. And um, I ended up getting selected for that particular modelling shoot. They ended up using me as their lead model. So I was on their website. I was on their social media posts. I was on bus sites and also outdoor posters as well. How did you get your headshots done? Did you hire somebody to do that? Did you do it on your own? Did you have some that were ready to go? I literally applied with a couple of headshots that I had in the past and they just selected people purely off the photographs that you know that you emailed into them. Had you thought about doing modeling in the past? Had it ever crossed your mind or was this just something you just completely did on a whim? So I completely did on a whim, but I have done modeling shoots previously before. So the other side of me is for over 15 years, I've actually been an extra fitting it around my day job as and when as I you know, can do. I mean, I've worked on films like Harry Potter's, for example, or uh, 24 or, you know, The Kingsman, for example. And I've been in shoots with Samuel L. Jackson on The Kingsman, for example. So for me, it's been a really interesting creative outlet that I could do that was completely different to my day job. And I've been doing that for such a long time. Through my extras agency, I would also get a, a couple or a few modelling jobs, but they've always been quite a while in the past. So I mean, I've never really thought about being a model at all. And Joseph, obviously you've met me, so you know how short I am. Um, I'm only five foot. So obviously the stereotypical viewpoint of models is, you know, you're, you're very tall, you're very slim. So I've never taken modeling seriously. I've done a few jobs in the past through my extras agency. And then this job came up for the Cutty Sark advertising campaign I got selected for it and uh, really enjoyed it but it wasn't really until when the photographs came back and they were part of the advertising campaign for the Cutty Sark that the modelling side of things really started 
I probably owe a lot of the credit to my waxing lady, Linda. So she was the person who said to me, my, have you thought about modelling before? And it was only at that point that she said that to me that I kind of thought, do you know what? I haven't really thought about it seriously before. These photographs have come out pretty well. Why don't I give it a go? So why don't I create a website? I had some different headshots and I had some photographs previously before. And I thought I built myself a really sort of, you know, basic website. And that's kind of how I started. So I started joining some casting websites and started applying for different modelling jobs. And so since then, I've been doing various different modelling shoots. Um, I've been put forward for some quite big named jobs. So I was put forward for a digital advertising campaign for Harvey Nichols. I've done a modelling shoot, which was my first fitness modelling shoot for my zone, a fitness brand. And then there's been other various both paid for and also non-paid shoots. And I've really loved it. I've loved being part of what is, you know, obviously an industry that is known for potentially your aesthetics and how you look. I think it's more for me about the relationships and the connections that modelling projects can actually offer you. So I absolutely love working with photographers or makeup artists or hairstylists and actually it's just a really lovely way of connecting with other creative people that sounds like a lot of fun it's good for you for putting yourself out there and making all that happen and it sounds like it's just kind of been rolling along for you since that first initial gig so that's super exciting i've always i've always kind of wondered what it would be like to be a model i'm not model material by any means but it's always it's this world that you you see on tv and of course everybody's seen models in magazines and so any sort of misconceptions that you had about the modeling industry that you feel have been debunked for you i think what i've realized having now come into the modeling industry is that there are all different types of models. Previously before, I probably didn't even think about modelling at all, which I didn't, because I thought it was only potentially, you know, a certain look or a certain height or a certain type of person that could fit that modelling world. And it's actually only since I've now come into the modelling world that I've then realised, actually, you can get all different types of models and there's so many different types of modelling jobs as well. So actually anybody could potentially be a model and become a model because there are jobs to suit all different people in terms of what height they are, how they look, what different categories or sectors. So whether that's, you know, you're a fitness model or you're a commercial model or you're a lifestyle model or potentially a fashion model. So the most important part is actually understanding now that actually most people can be a model if you wanted to. I'm also someone who is not a spring chicken. I'm kind of in my early 40s now. So part of the modelling industry and also the acting industry 
what I've come to realise is the fact that actually anything is possible at any age and it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you're not 20 odd years old or 30 years old don't discount the fact that you could become a model you could become an actor even at an older age and I think that's one of the most important things that I've really learned across these past seven months and also something that I'm really passionate about in terms of potentially encouraging and also inspiring other people if they are interested in becoming a model or becoming an actor but they kind of they either lack the confidence because they think that they're too old to do it in those industries or they don't necessarily they haven't dabbled in it before they've kind of thought about it and it's something that they've always wanted to do but actually they've not necessarily known the right courses to go on to or they've not necessarily thought about it because their normal life's kind of taken over and it's not something that they've really considered I'm actually now really championing and also trying to encourage others that if they are interested in those industries to just give it a go and see what happens Yeah, that's a great lesson, Mike, because I think uh, a lot of people, including me, we just assume that our careers are pretty much set at this point and that there's not either room for a side hustle or a, a new career or there's just not the opportunity or the possibility of that being able to be a reality. So it's a really good reminder for all of us. It's never too late. Uh, Speaking of being able to to get into anything, before we talk about some of the lessons you've learned along the way, we got to talk about acting a little bit here also. How did acting then start to creep into your career on top of your contract full-time role and on top of the modeling you were doing on the side? Like the modeling side of things, the acting side of things I've completely fallen into by accident during the first lockdown. I had wanted to try and carve out more time to actually work on my debut novel. The main character in my debut novel is actually an actress. And I wanted to try and understand what actors do. So, you know, what do they think? What do they feel? What is acting? What does it mean? Because obviously, from my point of view, I've never done an acting course. I've never been an actor. I knew a couple of friends at that point who were actors, but I didn't really know or understand what actors do. So I thought the best thing would be to book myself onto a three months beginners course in London. Usually the course would be face to face in person, but because of COVID-19, it had to run as an online course. And it was only really after doing that first, you know, acting course of three months that I completely fell in love with acting. And again, by complete accident, have now found myself carving out another creative career and excited to see what's going to happen next with it. I guess you're just kind of dabbling in these areas and just seeing where it takes you. And that's uh, actually a really interesting way of having these new opportunities emerge for you. I don't think I would have ever guessed that I would have got into modeling or acting. You know, if someone had asked me a year ago or seven months ago, would you get into acting or would you get into modeling? At that time, I would have gone, no, of course not. You know, I've never even thought about doing it. It is really interesting in terms of when you 
think about doing something, but maybe not put that extra pressure on yourself in terms of it is the only thing that you can see yourself doing and piling on that huge amount of pressure as sometimes, you know, potentially actors might do. But actually, if you're able to think about certain careers or jobs where you want to give it a go and you obviously want to put your best and your all into it, but it might not necessarily be the be end and end or and actually if you're kind of just exploring it and you're seeing it as more of an experiment to kind of see how far you can get into it I think it just helps to alleviate that extra pressure that you might be then be putting on yourself and also alleviating those expectations of success I'm definitely guilty of this. I, I get really attached to the potential outcomes and achieving those outcomes. And then that makes the whole endeavor very daunting. And then I don't even end up pursuing it. So yeah, it's a good reminder to kind of detach yourself from that a little bit. This is actually a really good foray into the last thing I was hoping to talk with you about, My before we wrap up with what you've got going on at this moment, because I know you've got a couple interesting opportunities that have popped up for you. You've mentioned the lockdown a few times. I'd like to talk about some of the things you've learned along the way of your career journey. And I often hear from people who want to change careers that they want to wait for the right moment before they make their move. And we're recording this in mid-2021, and it sounds like these modeling and acting gigs came up for you during the past year in the middle of the pandemic at the exact time when a lot of people would probably say it's not a good time to do something new. What would you say to somebody who's maybe holding off on pursuing a new path in their career because they feel like now isn't quite the right time to make a bold move, either because of the pandemic or because of any other reason in their life? I mean, I think obviously every person is different and it depends on their life stage and also their personal circumstance. I was really keen right at the beginning of the lockdown to not be consumed or worried unnecessarily about the whole doom and gloom of COVID-19 and making sure that I would keep myself really busy so that I didn't really have time to be necessarily be worrying about everything that is to do with COVID-19. Having a really positive frame of mind and maybe reframing things is actually a really big part of what I've learned so far across these past seven months when I first started sort of pursuing both of these two, two creative outlets. Reframing your mind is something that can be done by anybody and also can be relevant to how people might be thinking if they kind of feel that you know maybe this is the wrong time for me to do it or maybe this isn't something that I'm going to be good enough to do at this particular age but if you reframe that to have a think about the fact that why don't you just give it a go and see what happens and that's kind of the attitude that I've taken on board that I'll give things a go Things might not necessarily work out the way that you think it's going to work out or they might not necessarily take you in the career path that you're expecting. But I think if you can reframe your mind to just give it, give things a little try, even during this period of 
lockdown where things are very uncertain and things can be quite difficult, I'm not sure that you will necessarily lose anything, but you might just gain several things. That's the kind of attitude that I've kind of just taken on board. And I mean, I think that's the other thing about not necessarily thinking about is this the right time? There's also that fear factor that can creep in that can then hold you back from doing something. Some of the things that I've really learned across the past seven months is sometimes you just have to be brave. You have to kind of reframe your mind, be brave, give it a go and just see what happens. And if if nothing else, you might just pick up a new skill or you might just make a, a contact and network with a new person, a new friend. You might create a new friend. So I guess it's just having that positive mindset to be willing to give things a go and to be willing to be brave and see how that next step might take you to a different place or uh, to a new opportunity. All right. Well, speaking of opportunities, what's something you've learned about yourself over the past year as it relates to opening up new opportunities in your career? anything is possible and I know that sounds really a little bit too positive and maybe too over realistic but if it's possible for someone to achieve something why can't that person be you because unless you give things a try you're never going to know if something is achievable or not what I've tried to do across the past seven months is not limit my beliefs to I can't do this but instead reframing my mind and actually thinking I could give it a go and just see what happens you know I've never wanted or never thought of becoming a model before and I've never thought about becoming an actor before seven months forwards I find myself doing exactly those two things. The other question I have for you, Mai, as I'm hearing you describe all this, is the practicality of having so many things going on, because this sounds like a lot. Modeling, acting, taking classes, your full-time job, how do you fit all that in and how do you manage that? I think it's all about prioritizing certain elements so at the moment, for example, I'm having to take a little bit more of a backseat on the modelling side of things because the acting side of things is coming a bit more to the forefront and I'm focusing on that a little bit more. I think it's about trying to work through in your given week, what can you realistically achieve? And so there are little things that I'll try and do. So for example, for the acting side of things, I try and apply for some casting, so just some jobs, some acting jobs, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes per day. So I'm not spending hours and hours on trying to apply for jobs, but I might carve out 10 or 15 minutes every day, one evening or maybe one morning before I do my day job. I'll get a couple of applications out of the way. And I think it's just trying to work through what you might need to do on a day-to-day -day basis in order to be able to try and progress 
those two avenues that I've now decided to pursue in a small way. So small little steps, which hopefully over time, so whether that's across, you know, the next month or the next couple of months or the next year, will then turn into fruition into, you know, certain projects or certain shoots, etc., that I will be able to add to my CV and, and add to my skill set. So I want to wrap up with what you're doing right now, Mai. And speaking of hard work and things coming to fruition, I know you got a few irons in the fire here with some exciting opportunities. Can you just tell me a little bit more about some of these um, potential gigs that I guess you're in the running for some of these things? I've got two projects which are definite. I've been chosen as an understudy for a short theatre play it's going to be based on a true story about domestic violence, and it will be a predominantly Asian cast. Uh, there are no set dates yet for that short theatre play, but uh, we're hoping that that's going to be maybe at the end of this year or potentially pushed back to next year. I guess it depends on how, obviously, you know, the world of theatre is, is obviously going to open back up again after lockdown. So, that's quite an interesting role because that will be my first understudy job and that will be another chance for me to learn in terms of, you know, an understudy role. So I'm really excited about that. And then I've got a second project, which again will happen in the summer. So I've done my first two voiceover jobs and this second voiceover job is an upcoming exhibition installation at the London Transport Museum. So my voice is actually going to be used for an exhibition in the summer. So that will be really exciting to be able to go along to the, you know, the London Transport Museum and go along to the exhibition and, and hear me talking to yeah. me. Um, <laughs> so that will be really exciting. I've also, during lockdown, got myself an editorial role for a luxury lifestyle magazine called View Magazine. Uh, and I'm going to be focused on writing upcoming articles and reviews that are focused around the acting, the film and the literature world. So I'm just sort of getting to grips in terms of what my first few articles might be. So that's really brilliant. But I suppose the project at the moment from the acting side of things, which I've just recently been put forward for, is something that I can't necessarily disclose to details, but I've been put forward for a regular role in a big TV soap. I've been selected for the first stage. So there's a self-tape audition, which I've just done and completed. And now I'm just waiting to hear to see whether I may get through to the second stage. But even if I don't get any further, it's a massive achievement to just get to the first stage. So I'm just, like I said, I'm just really excited and pleased to have even been put forward for this particular role so yeah, that, that could be a very exciting prospect if that pulls through. But if it doesn't, it will be definitely a lovely achievement to add to all of the other unexpected achievements that I've managed to do across the past seven months. Yeah, absolutely, My Congratulations. That sounds super exciting. And if people want to learn more about you or your work, where can they go? Probably the best place is to maybe uh, either direct message me or follow me on Instagram. So my handle is my, which is spelled M-Y underscore petite underscore my. 
But I'm also on Clubhouse too with the same username. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to include those links in the show notes. And just wanted to thank you for catching up and telling me more about your foray into acting and voiceovers and modeling and the importance of giving things a shot and also remembering that it's never too late to try something new. So best of luck, Mai, with that theater understudy role, the voiceover work for the London Transport Museum. I'm going to have to check that out and I can say that, hey, I know that person. Uh, (laughs) The editorial work and also best of luck with that acting opportunity. And I'm really looking forward to hearing how this all goes for you. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been so lovely to catch up and, uh, you know, thank you very much for inviting me along to your podcast. So I hope you heard some useful insights from Mai about the trade-offs of self-employment and full-time employment, the power of exploration, and the fact that it's never too late to give things a try. Now it's time to wrap up with today's Mental Fuel, where I'm going to describe how things panned out for me when I dabbled in some of my side interests while working full-time. Before we get to today's Mental Fuel, I just wanted to thank A2 Hosting for supporting this episode of Career Relaunch. A2 is the web host provider I use and trust for my own websites. They even offer 100% carbon neutral green hosting. For an easy, fast, and affordable way to get your personal website online today, visit careerrelaunch.net slash A2 to get 50% off your web hosting plan. This is the part of the show called Mental Fuel, where I finish the show with a brief personal story related to one of the topics we covered today and wrap up with a simple challenge to help you move forward with your own career goals. And for today's Mental Fuel, since Mai talked about her different side hustles, I thought I'd also take you through a few of my own side explorations over the years and let you know how they turned out. And as you'll quickly see, some of them turned into something more. And many of them definitely did not. So over the course of the past two decades of my professional life, I've had my fair share of forays into side interests while holding a full-time job. Where do I begin? Well, I'll kind of just go through these very quickly with you. If I go back to my days after college, when I lived in Honolulu, Hawaii, I sold life insurance. I taught English grammar for a few weeks at a local high school. I waited tables for one night because that's about how long I lasted at Old Spaghetti Factory. I did some radio broadcasting as a classical music host and eventually as a news anchor. I sold women's clothing and shoes at a Banana Republic in Ala Moana Shopping Center. I was a lay chaplain at a hospital during a time in my life when I was doing some spiritual exploration. And I'm about to tell you something very few people know. I actually did send a few headshots to a modeling agency. Hey, like Mai said, never hurts to try. Anyway, later, after I attended, then quickly quit medical school in Washington, D.C., while I worked as a health policy consultant, I trained as an emergency medical technician. I recorded audiobooks for the National Federation of the Blind. I taught salsa dance lessons at a Cuban nightclub. Later, when I worked as a marketer in San Francisco, I spent most of my weekends taking cooking classes. I got interested in stock market investing, and when I later worked as a marketer in London, I did a coaching certification on the side. Now, of all these things, the only ones that ended up transpiring into something more serious where I actually spent a lot of time working on them and earned income from them was broadcast journalism 
salsa dance instruction, which I actually feel planted the seeds to me eventually doing professional speaking and coaching. All the rest were just temporary jobs or side gigs that were kind of fun to try or were just itches I had to scratch. Okay, now that may have felt like a bit of a laundry list, but I just wanted to illustrate how the randomness of it actually was important because casting the net wide is a very important step toward eventually narrowing things down. Now, sometimes I catch myself not wanting to give myself the time and the space to explore because it can feel like a waste of time. I am not someone who likes the feeling of being unproductive or I layer on all this pressure to have these explorations turn into something bigger, which just makes the foray feel that much more daunting and high pressure and results in me not ever taking the step to do those explorations. But just going back to my days as a marketer, one of the key concepts of marketing is to brainstorm a wide inventory of all the possible consumer segments you could try to reach with your product before you hone in on your target consumer because it's as important to clarify who you're not trying to reach as it is to define who you are trying to reach. Similarly, when it comes to your own career, the benefit of exploration without expectation is that it gives you an opportunity to see what does and doesn't stick before you start to focus your efforts and energies towards something that really captures your interests. This brings me to a quote from author Amy Kaufman. When we allow ourselves to explore, we discover destinations that were never on the map. So my challenge to you is to give something a shot, to give something a go that you've been thinking about trying out for so long, to focus not on whether you'll be good at it or as good as others at it or whether you're going to be successful at it, but rather to focus on attempting it for the sake of exploration, learning, and most importantly, to finally just seeing where it takes you. Maybe it goes nowhere, and that's okay. But maybe, just maybe, it can be the start of something you never imagined would be possible. Before we wrap up today, I just wanted to share this listener message from Herman from Argentina. Hi, Joseph. My name is Herman. I have a background in finance and accounting. The reason why I signed up to your newsletter and I listen to your podcasts is because I very often find myself not enjoying the work I do for many different reasons. But maybe the most important ones are the lack of purpose, which is probably the main one, and the little work-life balance. Some very stressful personal circumstances added to the fact that the company I was working for shut down and the alternative offer was misaligned with my interests made me realize that it was high time to stop and reset. Listening to your podcasts and reading your articles is really, really inspiring and makes me realize that I'm not alone in the pursuit of something which reflects who I truly am. So thank you very much for sharing such important mental field. I find it very useful. Well, thank you so much, Herman, for that kind message. I am very happy to hear you've moved away from a job that lacked purpose and work-life balance to now focus on working in a way that reflects who you truly are. 
I'm glad to hear you're getting some mental fuel from this show and wish you the best with the next steps in your career. Now, if you feel like sharing your thoughts or feedback on the show or your own personal story of career change, I'd welcome you leaving me a voice message at careerrelaunch.net slash 75, where you can find highlights from my chat today with Mai, learn more about some of the work she's been doing, and check out her modeling shot for the Cuddy Sark. Again, that's careerrelaunch.net slash 75. Thanks so much for listening to Career Relaunch and a very special thanks to Mai Lai for sharing her personal story with us today from London. We all wish you the best with your understudy job for that theater play, that voiceover work for the London Transport Museum exhibition, and your editorial work for View Magazine. This episode was mixed by Richard Pennington. Electrocardiogram wrote and performed our original theme song, I'm Joseph Liu. I hope you're remaining safe and well wherever you are, and I'll talk to you next time.